you just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. I, and everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about. You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really, you know, I, I think we did a poor job recruiting. If guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door because it was something different than what they thought it would be. And we lied to them during recruiting or we, we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Yeah, you know, right now uh, we have the atmosphere of a, of a JC softball game. You know, I mean, that's what we are, JC softball team. As long as, you know, uh, it's 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 not whether you win or lose. It's like who, the, 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 the team that wins is the one that has the most fun. You know, that crap like that. You know, all this stuff that's contaminated America where they give every kid a trophy and they don't keep scoring Little League anymore. As we want to be a big, fast, dominating, aggressive, relentless football team that nobody in the SEC wants to play. Now, that's also a second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> Winning the SEC probably is harder than winning the national championship. Do you know that? Well, how about the fucking dogs? Turn that damn you Hey buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State. Welcome in to the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Breton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who's driving down the road, and he goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you to your big Tennessee Homer. <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? No cold beers today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do not support drinking and driving. Drink all you want, but get yourself a ride. Uh, but to tell the listeners uh, what you're doing, what you're up to, brother. Today's her birthday. So uh, she wanted to go to her dream location, so Pigeon Forge. <laughs> Where all the dreams come true, Mike. Uh, get all the tie-dye shirts you can handle. We got snow tube, like an indoor snow tubing place up here. So that's that's where we're heading right now. So uh, sorry for the being on the road, but it's almost like I'm in the car with you as you're going to work. So uh, that's what we're doing, and ready to talk about the national championship and all the money that cousin Shane made this weekend. Yeah, so that's um, obviously where we got to start. I thought you were just. Uh... Headed down to Pigeon Forge to celebrate <laughs> Alabama's 18th title. Well, I think that that's how many they claim. We'll just yeah. give it to them. Uh, they're the champs. we got to give them the respect. And, of course, they just whipped up on Ohio State Buckeyes 52-24. to And i got to be honest, Shane, when this thing getting going, I mean, you never – if you want an entertaining game, you're never rooting for a blowout. I know Alabama fans obviously were, and – I thought this thing was, a, you know, a heavyweight battle. At least it looked like it was going to be early on. But, uh, you know, by the end of the first half, I mean, my God, Alabama just put a whooping on the Buckeyes and never let up. I mean, this says it all here, the drive chart. Here's how Alabama started the game, Shane. Touchdown, touchdown. They did have the fumble, but then touchdown, 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 punt, field goal, touchdown, touchdown. <laughs> And, oh, man, it was all she wrote. Devonta Smith, remember the guy saying he wanted to cover Devonta Smith? Well, apparently 
his draft stock is, uh, you know, yeah. falling faster than you guys going down those tubes. So uh, I don't know. What was your main takeaway here from uh, Alabama beating the hell out of Ohio State? Well, I ain't going to lie, man. I was sweating there for a little bit, just a little bit after that fumble and they scored. I, I, I felt like this was going to be a close game, but two words happened, Mike. Competitive depth. And it was it was in full force with Alabama. They they're as deep as any team, and uh, as long as that, it, it felt like this was scripted because you know it felt we talked about this going into this game that you know Saban has it, it felt like he is just a, a step ahead of everybody else. It's almost like he knew that he needed to keep Ohio State's defense on the field, and that's what they did. And, man, those boys got wore the hell out. I mean, they were able to hang there for a little bit, but when they got that third, fourth quarter, man, those guys were gassed, and they just couldn't keep up. Yeah, Devonta Smith didn't even play in the second half. He finished with 12 catches, 215 yards, three touchdowns. We got to hand it to Steve Sarkeesian. He masterful game plan just drawing up these plays my favorite was the one near the goal line where smith was going in motion then he stopped his motion and cut back the other way i don't know if i've ever seen that uh you know on the goal line like that that was just a hell of a design by sark and i mean ohio state just had no answers man mac jones 464 yards passing five touchdowns no interceptions Uh, i mean just wherever you look Najee harris too sleeping on jones I mean, I'm I'm looking at a lot of these mock drafts, and, and I'm watching this game. And it, 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 you know, when Devontae Smith went out, I it seemed like I mean, they, there was a little bit. I mean, I don't think they were as explosive as usual, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just felt like that offense still was running, and it all started with the quarterback there. Are, I mean, is this a guy that we're going to see playing on Sundays for quite some time? Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, I think he's going to be a quality backup. And, you know, based on what he did this year, over 4,000 yards, 45 touchdowns, I believe, only four interceptions, you got to put him in that conversation. Now, I don't know if he's going to come in and light up the league. Hell, he may even return to Alabama. I don't. That's, uh, that's to be determined. But, of course, they got the freshman sensation Bryce Young. So maybe he returns. I don't know. I don't know if he will, just given the fact He's he's already got his master's degree. He's he's what more could you you know accomplish in college football if you're Mac Jones, multiple degrees, winning the championship, winning the SEC, going out on top. You know I'm not telling him to go to the NFL or anything, but uh, that's going to be one of the biggest storylines in the SEC. I think uh, at Alabama anyway, it's just the status of Mac Jones the next couple of weeks. Absolutely, I I don't know I. I was watching him, and I I could definitely see this kid playing on Sunday, because you know when Devontae Smith went out, I thought, oh okay, here we go, we're gonna get more conservative, maybe a little bit more with the run, but he's still picking them apart, guys I ain't never even heard of. So it's just, just I don't know, it's just a strong performance by him. Uh, very impressed. Who was the MVP of this game? Was it Najee, or did they give it to Devontae? Devonta Smith won MVP, which, like I said, he did he didn't even play in the second half. You know what? <laughs> That's something else, man. All right, so let's uh, kick it over to uh, Nick Saban after this one, Shane, talking about the job Steve Sarkeesian did and was asked, you know, is this the best team you've ever had, most impressive team, whatever you want to call it. Let's kick it over to Coach. Uh, yeah, Nick, what kind of job did, did Sark do? Finding a way to get playmakers in position to, to, to always to make plays. 
It seemed like somebody oh, yeah. can always get open. Fabulous job. Yeah, he's done a fabulous job all year long. Um, he's got a great plan, does a great job preparing the players, um, and does a really good job of calling the game uh, and, you know, knows what the other team is doing, uh, and knows how to attack it, knows where to put the players to put them in position to be able to make those plays against what the other team is doing. And he, he's, he's just done a fantastic job this year. I can't even tell you. Um, can't even put it into words what a great job he's done and how much confidence the players have, you know, in the plan and the execution. And, you know, he's really helped Mac as well, I think. Um, Mac, Mac had a phenomenal year. So uh, our offense was really the key to the success of this team. We, we weren't, you know, we're, we're okay defensive team, not a great defensive team. We played well enough and got enough stops. Uh, but the offense was dynamic, and that what that's what made the difference. Yeah, just wondering, you had a couple teams that um, 2016, 2018, that came close to winning, uh, going undefeated, finishing the job. This team actually did it. What's what's the legacy do you think of this team uh, that was able to finish the the undefeated season? Well, you know, to me, this team accomplished more almost than any team. No disrespect to any other teams that we had or any championship teams. But this team won 11 SEC games. No other team has done that. Uh, they won the SEC and went undefeated in the SEC. Uh, and then they beat two great teams in the playoffs with no break in between. Now, this is our fifth game in a row from LSU to Arkansas to Florida to Notre Dame to here. Um, and played 13 games and went undefeated with all the disruption that we had in this season. Uh, I think there's quite a bit to write about when it comes to a legacy of a team. All right, Shane. So there you have it from coach. And I mean, it's hard to argue with what he said there. I mean, I joked when they went to the SEC 10 game schedule, if anyone goes through this thing undefeated, we got to give them two national championships. <laughs> but uh, I think this, you know, I don't know. If, I'm not saying this is the best team ever because hell, we just, we were saying that same thing about LSU last year, but maybe these offenses are equal I don't think Alabama's defense is certainly the best we've ever seen, but I will go out there and say I don't think we're ever going to see an SEC team have as impressive of a season because we'll, we'll probably never see another 10-game all-SEC schedule. You know what? I would I would love to see last year LSU face Alabama this year. But I'm going to tell you, Mike, the more I think about this team, I think it is the most dominant team we've ever seen just given the fact that they did run through the SEC, they did play 10 SEC teams, then another one in the SEC championship. And then on top of that, they were able to win these games by a margin of over 25 points or something along those lines. I mean, it, mm-hmm. they just dominated. And it, it's, it just says a lot about Nick Saban's team. And I just, I don't know. I think we look back and we say, you know, when we watch some of these guys play on – the NFL on Sundays, we're going to look back and say, man, they had some damn talent on that roster. I mean, this is like mm-hmm. the 2001 Miami. That's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can see what you're saying there. And I sometimes I just think we get caught up in the moment. You know, we just saw the greatness, so we think that's the best of all time. And I'm certainly not trying to knock Alabama because if this Alabama team faced that LSU team, maybe they do win because, hell, uh, Jalen Waddle. I mean, for most of the season, it wasn't even there, you know, and it didn't even didn't even matter. And 
outside of maybe the end of the Florida game, a little bit in the Ole Miss game, they were never really even tested, never any doubt that they were going to win each and every game they were in, in yeah. on. You know what? Yeah. yeah. After the game also, I just thought this was great. We got to we gotta include this. Mac Jones asked Nick Saban, is he the greatest of all time? Mac, uh, you played for a legendary coach in high school. You obviously played for Nick Saban. He's legendary. He now has seven national championships. Is he the GOAT? Is he the greatest college football coach of all time? Come on, man. Of course he is. <laughs> I mean, how can he not be? I mean, he does it. He does it the right way. Um, you know, he recruits well, but more importantly, develops great players and, and young men. And I'm just so blessed that he gave me a chance to come here along with all my teammates. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And he's the greatest to ever do it. And he'll be the greatest for the long time. Hey, Mac, um, just what does it say about Jalen Waddell and Landon Dickerson that they were even able to play in this game? And how special of a moment was that at the end of the game to see Landon go in there and take that snap? It was awesome, man. I mean, Waddell to go through what he's gone through. Um, rehabbed his butt off, uh, fought to just get in there and help the team. And, you know, Smitty kind of went down and he was in there. Like he, there was, it wasn't like one or two plays, like he was in for the drives. So I was super happy for him, man. Uh, it just shows like what type of person he is uh, to put his literally career and body on the line to help us out and help us win a game. That means so much to everybody. So I'm so proud of uh, Waddle. And then with Landon, <laughs> I mean, the guy, I don't know if I can disclose his full injury, but the guy literally, most people can't even walk uh, after you know, the time uh, period where he's at. And he's worked his butt off, too, in the, in the last couple of weeks to get, get back on the field. And he kind of joked with me. He's like, I'm playing. He texts me every morning, 7 in the morning. And he's like, I'm playing, Mac, I'm playing. So just to see him go in there um, and do that. And then after the game, just being with him and, you know, us getting a little emotional uh, means a lot because Landon's been through a lot, transferred schools, and took a risk to come to Alabama. And a lot of people said that Landon was going to be done with the injuries that he had. Um, but he just keeps fighting, and, and I love Landon Dickerson. All right, Shane. So I mean, I don't think there's any debate at this point. I, no. I think we've already we've already been on uh, the Saban bandwagon, being the greatest of all time. But uh, any, do you think there's any doubt out there anymore now that Nick Saban's got seven national championships, six at Alabama? Hell no. Everybody knows, and I, I will say this: I, I saw a lot of people comment uh, after the game because Saban was clearly emotional crying mm-hmm. and back and you know I just I, I didn't think we'd see that but a lot of people were asking is that uh retirement tears Mike have you heard anything <laughs> <laughs> I heard it on this podcast but no I don't think it's gonna I mean he the man seems locked in man I think um they just signed the, the nation's number one recruiting class and no I think uh, I think Saban's in it to win in a couple more now that now that we just seen this this team and maybe he's just Maybe he's, uh, I don't want to say he's getting soft, but <laughs> maybe he's just getting a more, I don't know, less robotic than he has been in the past. Maybe that's why we saw some of that emotion from Coach Saban. God, ain't nothing that Saban can't. He, done, he beat COVID twice. I mean, he was kicking everybody's ass this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let's add that to the record. You know what? Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, we, uh, you know, we like to pride ourselves being the SEC podcast that uh, covers all the teams, not just an Alabama show or anything here. So uh, I got some quick hitters, Shane, and then uh, and then I'm going to rile up fan bases. How's that sound? Sounds good. Now let's go now around, let's the go around the league. My, my daughters said something about me wearing a visor and need to put on a hat because I'm getting bald. So uh, I'm going to wear a hat from here on out. 
mean, if you look over the next six years, I think we played Miami three times, Florida State six times, South Florida three times, Mississippi State once. So who's the SEC teams? You know, I mean, I don't think I think it's an injustice for the kids. They should we should mix those games up, and you should um, you know play more teams from the West. Why don't you start calling around and see if you can get somebody else to play us, and we'll play them. We'll play anybody you can get to play us. At Louisiana, hold on a second. Hey guys, hey, I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you. Let's uh, jump on down to Rocky Top. You're the guy I wanted to ask about this, Shane, because big news here. I still don't know what what in the hell it means, but Kevin Steele officially signed by Tennessee. We don't know what position. You know, this is something that we have been talking about on this show long before others, so I'm glad to see that came through. But uh, what are your thoughts on this, Shane? Because, I, like I said, a lot of people read into this. I guess Pruitt's staying. That's, that's what a yeah. lot of people thinking and then other people are mad because they want Pruitt gone but uh I don't think that this the fact that he's Kevin Steele's been hired that doesn't guarantee anything so I don't know I've just never seen anything like this I think Kevin Steele's a great get he's a great coach great recruiter don't even know what position he's going to coach and I don't know how to read this I don't think I've ever seen this before where a head coach may be getting fired yet we're still landed hell we're landing Maybe the best quarterback on the transfer market. Maybe the best assistant out there in the SEC to hire. What are your thoughts on Kevin Steele landing at Tennessee? Dude, I'm excited. I, I'm going to tell you right now, Pruitt can recruit. Not, not, just, not just players, but he can recruit staff. And uh, I think this is a big get. And uh, a lot of people, I don't know. I, you see ball Twitter going crazy about it. And I, I'm not going to read into you know, what, what he could be here, what, what you know, it just, I, I'm not going to do it. I think, I think he's here, man. I think Pruitt knew that his, his back was against the rope. So what can you do to secure your job? Well, go out and get the best damn coordinator that's available. And that's exactly what he did. So I, I just think this is just showing how, how well he can recruit. And I, I think, I don't know. I think it was a big get. And a lot of people don't realize it right now, but, but the big thing is coach Steele is, I took this a couple different ways. First off, I, th- I think Pruitt's here to stay. And uh, this, may, this may be like a – I mean, think about this, Mike. If you're getting fired because you just ain't getting the wins and, and people are upset, well, I mean, you, you do everything you can to keep that damn job. And you do that by going out and getting the best damn available coordinator in the country with Coach Steele. I think this is an awesome get. It also shows you just how well Coach Pruitt can recruit, not just players – but coaches, I mean, this staff, anybody he wants, he goes out and gets. That's impressive. And this defense struggled last year, so you got Coach Steele coming in. I, I just – I think it bought him some time. I don't know. I think it – as a fan base, I think you just got to have to wait because uh, I don't think Pruitt's going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Now, the mixed uh, messages continue because defensive lineman Matthew Butler, he's announced he's returning. Defensive lineman Daryl Middleton also announced he's returning. Sean Schamberger got into the portal. Now he's out, so it looks like he's returning. And then I'm hearing former Auburn defensive lineman, Big Cat Bryant, likely going to transfer to Tennessee to to reconnect with Kevin Steele. All good news, right? But on the flip side, left tackle Wanya Morris officially enters the portal. So this is kind of what we've been saying, man. It's like a damn juggling act here in Knoxville. So you got good news. You got bad news. 
you just don't know mm-hmm. what to make of of any of it and and maybe it maybe all of it's not related but yeah i just don't know what to make of tennessee right now basically one one is a big hit because he's a big big time player um and but he's not he's not officially out we've seen this a lot a lot of times the kids get in these portals and they come right back what what needs to happen at the university of tennessee mike is they need to create a buzz and, and you do that by coming out backing up your head coach saying hey Pruitt's our guy we're behind him you know coach Steele's our, our new defensive coordinator or co-coordinator however they want to do it just come out and make statements you know, bold statements that we're going to be here for a while. We're going to we're going to win national championships, even if even if that's a far fetched dream. You need to sell that to the kids. You need to sell that to the fans, and uh, it, that's why I think it's important for Pruitt to come out, create a statement or some sort, and then create that buzz so these kids start saying, you know what, Tennessee can do it. Tennessee's where I want to be. Maybe Wanya pulls out of the portal. You know, you start seeing that little buzz come up. That's what this team needs. Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, kick it down to Columbia next because we got a lot of news there where, again, kind of miss, mixed messages here. We all know, we're well aware, Auburn, you know, got Mike Bobo and Will Friend not long after getting hired by the Gamecocks. They've jumped ship to Auburn. Now defensive line coach Tracy Rocker after just one season he has made the same move. He's, he's an Auburn grad. He's going back to the Plains following. I don't think he's going to follow Mike Bobo, but uh, that's just interesting how that all worked out. But the bigger news for the Gamecocks, five-star quarterback Gunnar Stockton decommits from South Carolina. And nothing official yet, but it's, it's starting to look like he's going to go to Auburn as well. Now, he probably will be following Mike Bobo. That's That would be the only reason he's going to Auburn. And all of a sudden here, Shane, I mean, this is, uh, I don't know, this this is looking rough here for Shane Bieber. Not saying they can't overcome this, but, I mean, this is this is kind of the best thing you had about your program in the future to look forward to, and now it's not there anymore. Yeah, that's, that's a big hit. Uh, we were afraid that was going to happen, but I'll tell you, man, Bobo may not be allowed back in South Carolina after this. I mean, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> They may have his picture up at every rest stop there in South Carolina. But, you know, uh, the big one, too, is is just how uh, uh, Tracy left. Uh, they said that they just left. It. He just left. Didn't tell anybody. Didn't say anything. Didn't issue a statement. Just they come in. His, his office is empty after he missed uh, some sort of, you know, team meeting sort of thing. So that's that's not cool because that goes with you forever, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's. I mean, Tracy, this is his, his last job's not going to be in Auburn. He's going to have to get another job at some point. You know, that's just how this thing works. And they're going to think about it. They're going to look at him and say, well, uh, this is how he treated South Carolina. Well, I tell you who he's not going to be working for, and that's old Shane Beamer after pulling that's this stunt. Sure. You know what? Uh-huh. Yeah, me either, man. But the news is not all bad. That's what I'm saying. It's mixed here because uh, defensive uh, pass rusher Kingsley Enigbare led the team with six sacks. He announced he's returning. And then big news right before we hopped on the pod, Georgia State linebacker Jordan Stracon. I don't know how to say his name, but he announced his transfer to South Carolina. He led the nation with ten and a half sacks. So, hey, we got some pieces here for the Gamecocks. It's not all doom and gloom in Columbia, and maybe they just need the guys that are bought in there. You know what? That's it, man. You know, maybe a clean, clean break is not a bad idea. All right, last well, last thing here, Shane, I got – I'm ready to fire up about 12 SEC fan bases 
Like this is kind of what I was hitting at. I didn't want this to be just an Alabama pod. I know this is early and this is uh, going to change, but I want to have something to discuss here with the fans. My early 2021 projections for next season. You ready to hear my pick, Shane? Oh, let's just, again, big asterisk here. This is that SEC Mike. This has nothing to do with Shane. So I don't want to get tagged in this nonsense, but yes, I am ready. <laughs> all right, and I got all the SEC schedules here, so fire away if you got any questions on these. But uh, number one, no surprise, I've already kind of hinted at it, SEC East champs. As of January 13th, Georgia Bulldogs. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody, is it? No, not with, with all the people buying back in. Uh, you, you see Zeus is coming back. Yep, Zamir White's coming back. I mean, hell, that damn near everybody for Georgia's coming back that can come yeah. back. They, they've they had a guy or two at, uh, leave school early, but uh, and obviously some seniors go pro, but uh, they're getting a lot of guys back, and, and we all know the talent Kirby Smart has to work with, and now it looks like they finally have an offense again. All right, number two, this, this is where things are going to start getting weird, Shane. Number two in the SEC East, the Kentucky Wildcats. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Uh, people are, people are going to raise their eyebrow on that one, Shane. Yeah. You want to talk about a team getting everyone back. Kentucky is going buck wild with everybody. I mean, everybody but the punters coming back for Kentucky. Uh, they've, they've had about eight or nine seniors commit to coming back. They've already got uh, maybe the deepest running back group in the SEC East. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the big question is going to be the quarterback and the new offensive system, but they're blowing it up. They're going the NFL route, bringing in Liam Cohen from the L.A. Rams. This is going to be the first SEC team, Shane, that is running that Sean McVay system that's tearing up the NFL. And maybe I'm putting too much stock into that, but – Hell, if he if it's able to work, and they have some receivers emerge, it sounds like they're getting uh, Wendell Robinson from Nebraska to transfer in. That's not official yet, but I think that could be huge. I think K- Kentucky's going to have the defense and the running game to ease that transition. This is going to be my shocker here. I think Kentucky's number two in the East right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Mike. Unless Tim Couch is walking through them doors, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they still got to find the quarterback. So uh, that's that's but what what about them Gator? Because that's that's who's going to be the most upset about this situation. Uh, what you had the Gators at the third spot? Yes, sir. That's where I'm going. Number three, Florida Gators, and a lot of that has to do with just the fact that uh, hey, we're losing you know a Heisman finalist at quarterback. We're mm-hmm. losing All American at tight end, All SEC at receiver, some other talented receivers, and you know I don't I'm not very big on bashing players and I'm not trying to bash anyone here, but I just never been a big fan of Emory Jones based on what we've seen. And I'm not saying he's, you know, I'm not out here saying he's trash or anything like that. I don't even know if he's going to start, but I think he'll be, he'll give every, he'll he'll be given every opportunity to start, but I just don't know if uh, he can lead the Gators to glory here. And, you know, I think the Gators are going to have to be a running team and, We've not seen from their offensive line them being able – I'm not saying they won't be able to run the ball, but uh, that's just not been their strength for a couple of years in a row here. So if that's what they're going to have to lean on, I just don't know how great of a season it is. And keep this in mind, Shane, This she, next season Florida picks up Alabama out of the West. 
They have to go to LSU. They have to go to Kentucky, which I just said I think will be a really good team. And, of course, they got to play Georgia every year. So I'm seeing a lot of losses here on their SEC schedule. Mm, 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 mm. Well, I just mm, – I, I mean, the whole Kentucky situation at the quarterback is is my biggest question mark. And I know, I know you're not high on Emory, but you're high on Dan coaching him up, I would think, right? I am, for sure. But, hell, we don't even know at this point. If he's going to be there, you know what I yeah. mean. And yeah, we got we got fans pissed off at Todd Grant. They're they're out on the defense. I don't I don't know if the defense is going to flip the switch. They just ended the season with three losses in a row. I don't know. I'm I'm just seeing a downwards momentum at this point. I think mm. Florida Florida missed their shot to win the SEC this year. Mm-mm-mm. That SEC, Mike. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. This is going to be another surprise. I think Shane Tennessee Vols. Uh-oh. I'm not doom and gloom. I think they're going to be a lot better than people suspect they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they do got to play Ole Miss out of the West. That's looking like a tough game. They do got to go to Alabama and to Florida. But uh, I think the Vols make a, make a comeback next season. What do you think? Ooh, I like it, Mike. I do like it. Uh, I'm trying to think, you know, who's going to be upset about this situation. And I'm going to go to Mizzou. Uh, what I mean is that you got them next? <laughs> Just, yes, sir. I got okay. Missouri Tigers number five, and what, before what what it, has you what what made you choose uh, Tennessee over Mizzou? Well, for one thing, Tennessee beat the hell out of Missouri last year, and I I just can't wipe that from my mind. Yeah. And that's not a end-all, be-all by any means. I understand that, but uh, here's something that uh, is going to be overlooked all off-season. I'm telling you now, Shane. And I believe in the future of Missouri with Eli Drinkowitz and Connor Basilak. We've seen what he can do. But I've also seen it where you get these seniors that are that are your, your leaders, your captains. And that was the case at Missouri. Without those seniors on that roster, I don't think Missouri would have had that good a year. And we're talking guys like Nick mm-hmm. Bolton, Larry Roundtree. You just can't replace those guys. And not only production on the field, but leadership in the locker room. And I think we got a, we got a ways to go before we get there at Missouri. Uh, Missouri's also got road trips at Georgia, at Kentucky. They got to play Texas A&M at home, Florida at home, at Arkansas. I mean, this is uh, it's going to be a tough road for Missouri. I think. Mm, I got All right, you. number six. I got, I got South Carolina number six in the East, and of course that means Vanderbilt seven. I don't think there's going to be much debate given the fact those two are under new leadership next season. No, no, I'm with you there. Uh, I mean, South Carolina could always surprise because they do got a lot of young, flashy talent that, you know, you know, they got some of those playmakers that really could just change the outlook of a game. So um, don't be surprised. Who, who did they got from the, the West? Just curious. Oh, this is the game we're going to be looking for. Texas, or excuse me, South Carolina host Auburn. <laughs> oh, I can and hell, they beat all. They beat Auburn's ass. They they beat their ass this year. So you can only imagine what's going to happen next year. You know what? So it's going to be at South Carolina. Yes, sir. We don't have the dates oh. yet for these games. Otherwise, I'd give it. But yeah, it's at South Carolina. Oh man. Well, I guess we're going to see old Tracy and Bobo after all. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, skip it over to the West Shay. No surprise here. And again, this is very fluid because we don't know, we don't know who the offensive coordinator is. We don't know who's coming back. But at this point, I got to put Alabama number one. Yeah, got to put them number one. I was gonna say it don't matter, Mike. You better have Bama <laughs> at the one spot. 
And maybe I would have put Texas A&M number one if Caleb Mond came back and those offensive linemen came back. Don't hold anything against them going pro, but uh, that's who I got number two. This Two through four is very, very tight. Texas A&M, number two. They host Alabama. They got to go to LSU. They got to go to Ole Miss. But uh, I really like what the, the Aggies are doing on the defensive side of the ball. And, of course, yes, they're going to have a new offensive line, but uh, they, they have the best group of running backs in the SEC returning next year. So, and, and I like, obviously, the direction of the program. So I think Texas A&M stays at the top of the SEC West. How about you? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there too, man. All right, number three in the West, Shane. I'm going LSU. Hmm. That might be a surprise, but, hell, we got everybody returning on the defensive line. We got four or five offensive linemen committed to making a return. We're going to have a loaded quarterback room. We started to see talent emerge at the receiver position. And, hell, just getting rid of Bo Pelini is an upgrade in my book. We don't even know who the <laughs> defensive coordinator is going to be. LSU Tigers, number three. Yeah, they don't even need one, Mike. I think it's going to be an improvement. So. <laughs> no, I'm with you there. And, and a lot of people coming back, so that's good. This will be controversial because I think people are going to be really, really high on Ole Miss, and I'm not saying, you know, they're not going to be a really good team. But that's who I got number four, Matt Corral and company. They do lose some really good receivers. But, hell, that didn't even affect them at the end of this year. They got some good running backs. Defense has got to improve for me. That's That's my sticking point. No, that's kind of – I mean, that's kind of where I'd put them, too, with everybody they got coming back. So, uh, um, and, and Coach showed us that they can still be productive even though, uh, you know, they're going to be losing some receivers. Mm-hmm. All right, number five in the West, Shane, Arkansas Razorbacks. Now, here we got uh, Sam Pittman and company. They did not given any favors at Alabama, at Georgia, at LSU, at Ole Miss, Texas A&M at Arlington. And the Missouri game's actually in Little Rock, so they only got two home games in Fayetteville. Oh, God. It's going to be an upward climb, but, uh, you know, kind of like Kentucky, they got a ton of guys coming back. I just think the difference here is, uh, you know, they they don't have as easy of a schedule, and they're in the tougher half of the the SEC. So uh, I think Arkansas is going to be much improved next season, but uh, may not show a ton in the standings by the end of the year. Easier than it was this year. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) All right, number six in the uh, West, Mississippi State. So many young players emerging from Mike Leach and company. I think we're finally going to see that offense, you know, be a lot more consistent, throw up a ton of yards. Zach Arnett, is he going to be there? I'd have a lot more confidence putting them up the list if he stayed. But, hell, every time I turn around, Zach Arnett's interviewing at uh, South Carolina. He interviews LSU. Texas wants him. Uh, apparently uh, someone else. I, I can't remember USC or so, somebody. So Zach Arnett, is he even going to be there? Once once we know that, we'll have a better feel for that Mississippi State defense if he can recapture that magic. Mississippi State's got uh, – they've got the opportunity to jump way up this list if they continue to trend in the right direction on offense, don't you think? Yes, and Auburn fans, that's, again, that SEC Mike <laughs> – <laughs> oh, I've got the graphic ready, so they're going to be pissed off and fired up oh, geez, here on Thursday. But, uh, yeah, last but not least, Auburn Tigers. I know you're used to competing for championships down there. We just raided the South Carolina staff. We're feeling great. We landed Derek Mason. All those things look good. You know, we're, we got the, the staffs coming together, but 
Just never been a big Bo Nix fan. You know, I don't. I, again, I'm. I don't. I'm not sitting here saying he's terrible, but uh, that leap never happened. Maybe that had to do with Corona. Maybe that had to do with Chad Morris being his damn coach. Uh, you know that. Hopefully, we get that thing turned around. But who's he going to throw the ball to? The the offensive line's in flux. The receivers are in flux. Just lost Kevin Steele. It's going to be a rebuild all across the board there, in my mind, for the Auburn Tigers. I mean, look at this schedule, Shane. They got uh, Alabama, Georgia, Ole Miss, Mississippi State at home. But then you got to go to Texas A&M, to Arkansas, to LSU, and to South Carolina, which that South Carolina game Mm -hmm. looks winnable. But, hell, the coach is burning the Gamecocks every chance he gets. So, all of a sudden, that game looks difficult, too. Uh I think think it's going to be a big uphill climb for for Auburn this year. Does it change if Tank comes back? Yeah, definitely, because he might be the best running back in the SEC, especially if he takes a big step forward next year. So. Okay. That's Possibly. Me throw, that's, po- me a, that's me throwing a life preserver, Mike. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Just roll with it. <laughs> I heard the, hey. the best combination, Gunner and Tank. You know, that, I mean, they got they got a lot to work with down there. <laughs> well, hey, buddy, that's all I've got on this one. Um, it sounds like you got some food to keep munching on, so I don't want to keep you long. But uh, you got anything else before we hop off here? No, I, I mean, it was a fantastic finish. Um, I just... You know, it sucks that college football's over. Don't, the, don't we have like a senior bowl or something we can watch? I don't know. <laughs> no. I mean, that's, all, that's where we're at. I think all that's canceled this year. I'm not, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But uh, of course, of course, it is. Yeah. So of course, so that means we're going to be scaling back our shows. Uh, you yeah. know, anytime, anytime something big happens, for sure, we'll hop on it. I think I'm really going to try to step up my uh, interview game now that we have a little bit more time. Try to get more guests on the show to bring more insight around the SEC. But uh, don't be stunned if you don't. You're not seeing four or five shows a week. That's not going to be happening until right. Uh, maybe towards spring football time. Maybe I'll. I'll get to work you know what i mean but uh, absolutely and but, then we got drafts i mean we got we got stuff that's going to come up but I, I fully expect one to two shows a week right now unless something big happens then we're going to definitely jump on and like mike says we'll, we'll get a, on all the social media networks and just let you know that it's coming out so uh mm-hmm. but you know other than that man we're just going to sit back and wait for the next big piece of news to come out yes sir well hey that's going to do it and before i hop off you know, I always mention the reviews. You can do that at uh, the Apple Podcast app. But also want to mention, I mentioned this before, tpublic.com. We got merch. And it's actually, there's a big sale the next two days. Shirts are only 13 bucks right now, Shane. So if you've been holding back, you want one of those tpublic shirts, I recommend getting uh, everyone I've ordered. I've got the extra soft edition of the shirts. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're like three bucks more, but it's worth it. It's worth it because you, you want that. I don't know about you, Shane, but I love a soft soft shirt uh but we've got basically every team covered there as well so head on over to t public that's in the show notes if you want to get you a shirt but uh hey thanks for joining me as always shane especially up there it's your daughter's birthday gonna get yeah. you tubing gotta get your burger on so right. uh, thanks for for making this happen and uh, thanks to all the listeners for tuning in we'll catch you on the next one all right see you guys go balls
We saw it in the bowl Wait, game. Burger King, please hold. All right. <laughs> One second, Mike. <laughs> what do y'all want? That's gonna be an uh, outtake. If, if this if this isn't an SEC podcast, nothing is, Mike. I mean, this is authentic as it gets. One second. It's her birthday. We're gonna let her use. She gets to pick pick from the whole menu. <laughs> Tennessee birthday without Burger King, Mike. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs>